Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie and Jenty Show. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesday at 12 p.m. from Fishbowl Studios. Log on to hear sports talk from basketball to football and view your feedback on the biggest sports news you want to talk about from around the world. So be sure to log on each week Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie and Jenty Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey world, this is uh, the Jamie Agenda Show right here on Fishbowl Radio, live at this beautiful Fishbowl Studio right here in Bedford, Texas. My name is Jamie. Uh, it's December the sixth, twenty twenty-two. Welcome to the show, guys. What do we think? Now Dallas fifty-four, Indianapolis nineteen. What do we think? The main headline is OBJ. Do we need him? Do we not? Um, this offense. Um, what 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 could be what could have improved from this offense defensively? We already know defensively that we got the best defense in the league, so that's no problem. Uh, I do want to give a kudos to uh, I do want to give a prayers up to Anthony Brown. He tore his Achilles the other day, so prayers up for him. Um, so this game, you know, to me. Let me answer the question to my viewers, guys. I, I think we still do need a, an OBJ on this team. Only being because he can line up in the slot. Uh, he, he can give you the, the three to five yards that you need. Plus more. Uh, right now, if teams start to double Gallup or, or CD on the outside, then Odell's open. Um, so I do like to see an OBJ on this team. And that will be, that'll make us elite maybe better than the philly who knows but now i have questions for gabe here he is here hello um, hello, hello, flesh. hello uh gabe welcome sir what's going on man how you doing man i'm doing all right man you know another cowboys victory um you know couldn't ask for more but more importantly how are you doing i'm doing okay i'm doing okay and you know i think the cowboys winning like that just mm-hmm. puts a smile on my face a little yes. different. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm in a good, I'm getting, I'm in a very good space right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. So now you look at the offense, the last three games. Yes. OBJ, he got the royal treatment yesterday. Oh, like you know, the Mavs they, game sitting courtside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fans yeah. chant his name, all 19,000 fans. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting the royal treatment today. I don't know what's going to happen today. Maybe he'll practice some practice today or whatever's happening today. Yeah. Do we need an OBJ on this team? Yes. And I'm going to say it from multiple perspectives. Okay. Because offensively, we could use him. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't necessarily – I don't know if immediately he'll add that mm-hmm. much value, but I think come playoff time, he'll be okay. an incredible asset. Okay. Um, at this stage in the game that we're at now, mm-hmm. we're only – we. Adding him will only make us better. There's no, okay. there's no downside to it. Right. Um, now the other side of it that I think is going to be beneficial is just the mental aspect that it has on our team. Right. Him being a part of the team mm-hmm. and just like our team seeing that Jerry is actually trying to go win. Right. Um, you gotta do it's huge. You to win. That's a morale booster. Right. Even if we needed one, you know right. what I'm saying? So I think we do need one. 
Yeah, and I think that because we can, we can easily get stagnant. <laughs> we've seen we've had a lot of good Cowboys teams over the years that really that we really thought was going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We thought mm-hmm. they had everything rolling, everything was perfect, and then next thing you know, we come playoff time, we lose to San Francisco or we lose <laughs> to Green Bay. I've been through this before. I've been through this before. So, you know, I'm I'm tampering my excitement. Okay. Okay. But we look good. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, we do. We to do. be able to put up 54 points in the NFL mm-hmm. game, no matter how those points come, mm-hmm. is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, it's, it's huge. It's huge itself. And I will say, you know, like I said, you know, Odell can line under the slot. He can give you three to five yards. Um, you know, I did say, uh, also Dak, I did say Dak is very creative. We did, we, we both said that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that 54 points was no surprise to me. It's just, um, how it's just how they were able to get it, you know, their offense, yeah. you know, the, the mixture of the run game, the passing game, uh, the four tight ends that I, that I like mm-hmm. on the on the team. This team is legit. Yeah, Only we have a lot of balance. They do. We're very very balanced team from top to bottom, mm-hmm. and I think the only team that I see competitive mm-hmm. that can compete with us is Philly. Um, yeah, and that might be in the NFC Championship game. And true for the matter is, I wouldn't be mad at that. I honestly right. wouldn't even be mad if we lost on Christmas Eve because right. the chances of them beating us three times, mm. it's not likely. No. It's not likely. <laughs> so, no. So I'm not even going to be mad if we lose that game because mm-hmm. it's going to tell me exactly what it's going to foreshadow for What's the future. What's going to take. Because you don't beat a team three times in the NFL you season. Don't. That's rare. You don't. Um, so, but yeah, um, I think I'm, I'm liking where we're at right now. I mean, when you talk about Philly, I mean, I, I want, I want. They did things early. They did this in the off season. Yeah, we didn't do much except for the draft. Mm-hmm. Now we get to the season. We're doing a lot. We're getting a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're we have to be in the market for a cornerback because I don't trust Kelvin Joseph. I don't either. Uh, uh, he's that, a penalty machine. He is, and and I just don't think his head is into it. I mean, I'm glad. I mean. And he's playing out of position. He's a safety. He so is. he's, he he's is. not used to covering receivers for long periods of time. I mean, like, we, he's not. I, and to me, on, you talk about mental. Mm-hmm. The mental aspect is what happened in the offseason, right? The offseason is unfortunate that, that, that he did, but ugh, it took, it, it took a lot of courage for Jerry to stick for him. Cause mm-hmm. I remember, Back, well, I don't want to take it back, back. I'm going to take it back for a second. Uh, in, in the 90s where the Cowboys were doing all those things out on out, off the field, mm-hmm. Jerry has a very gracious heart. Yeah. Like I've, many owner in any professional sports, because mm-hmm. you talk about that situation, teams will be like, you're out. Even was out, was no, was not, was no legal stuff. You're out. And you ain't even got to go back to the 90s. We can go back to Pac-Man Jones. Right. Or Tank Johnson. <laughs> or Sam, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh Sam, uh, Hurt. Sam Hurt. Yes, yeah. Sam Hurt. He's in prison right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, um. further is my point. Uh, <laughs> Jerry has no fear. He has <laughs> no fear. But he's if a you can ball, man. If you can ball, he's willing to take a chance. But he can't, he can't ball. That's the thing. And <laughs> That's the thing, bro. Like, 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 I see him in coverage get exposed. Yeah. Like, I don't. This, this, this is risky, right? This is really, this is risky behavior to put him in that spot. I agree. I think it's risky. 
but I also see enough from our safeties. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of improvement from them. I'm not going to say a lot. We, we, a whole lot. we're a great whole lot. A at the safety lot. position. Malik Hooker, uh, Donald Wilson. But Malik Hooker is for real. He's for real. He's for real. Um, um, whatever. Him coming to and him playing like that against any, mm. against Indianapolis and then weeks prior, he's been playing like that all season. Yes. So yes. I think he is for real, and mm-hmm. that's going to help out Kelvin Joseph a lot. Um, oh, definitely. It's going to help him a lot. So Thank God. the only difference is what I don't trust Kelvin Joseph in man-to-man situations. I don't. So that's don't. my problem. It's going to be a flag Maybe. immediately. Like I already know. He's a pass interference machine. He doesn't turn he his is. head. He, no, he, he has not. very, very poor technique. He does not. Um, I think he, he has the ability to cover, but I mm-hmm. think he's just tech, his technique is off in a lot of That's areas. That's what we talked about last week, uh, yeah. was, was the offensive line and, and, you know, Kelvin Justice. Yeah, his definitely, definitely technique's off because yeah. look who you have to face. Besides the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. besides the Jacksonville, you got to face AJ Brown. AJ yeah. Brown is, is no, is no, <laughs> <laughs> He'll probably be on Devontae Smith. I'm sure. Yeah. Let Trayvon I mean, I'd follow. rather, I'd rather have, I'd rather have Trayvon on Devontae Smith than, than Kelvin Joseph. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, cause I'd rather have one of the safeties, the Wilson and Hooker, you know, tag team a piece. I don't know. AJ Brown. Because I saw what Trayvon did to Justin Jefferson. Yeah. So to me, yeah. I'd like the matchup of Trayvon and AJ Brown better than I do mm-hmm. Trayvon and Devontae Smith. Okay. Um, I think Devontae Smith has the potential to break your defense open if you allow yeah. him to. If you allow him. Um, yeah. the thing about it, he doesn't, he's not one of those receivers that's, he plays well on the opposite side of AJ Brown. Right. He's a perfect compliment, complimentary mm-hmm. receiver. Right. So with that, I think if AJ Brown is taken care of, mm-hmm. I can live with Devontae Adams catching the ball. Smith. I catch some. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> Smith. Devontae Smith <laughs> catching the ball. There's all these Devontae's. <laughs> too many Devontae's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I do think that Devontae Smith mm-hmm. is a receiver that he's a very hit or miss receiver. Right. Again, he's right. also on my and, uh, fantasy team, so I have seen him. I've seen him be very hit or miss. <laughs> he's he's lost me some games because he's only gotten me four points. So <laughs> he's not getting the ball. That's the yeah. thing. He he's, he's got to get the ball, and we got to match Phillies in um uh, player personnel, which is impossible. It's so impossible, but we have to contend. <sighs> I think the truth of the matter is. We gotta make Jalen Hurts beat us while throwing the ball. Okay. The problem is came for us in the first game was when he started leaving the pocket. Yes. When he started leaving the pocket yes. and playing scramble drill and mm-hmm. taking off running all, all mm-hmm. over us, mm-hmm. that was the problem. We don't right. play well against ru- uh, running quarterbacks. We don't. We don't. We don't. We got. I don't even know who the quarterback is uh, for Houston. Um, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't but, uh, matter. It at doesn't all. matter. Uh, they I'll, lost to Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. That's all. <laughs> Yes. With, uh, Deshaun Washington hadn't played in like <laughs> 70 something weeks. Like, what are we talking about? I mean, I'm not concerned about Houston at all. They're, they're not, they're not, <laughs> they're, they're not the, they're not the, uh, they're, they're, 
at this point you're going you're going for the number one pick. So I'm not yeah. worried. I'm not. They want not to lose. They that's what it is. <laughs> they want. To they lose. want. They want the. <laughs> they want a quarterback. Yeah. But besides the. Literally the worst team. He literally the worst team. He look awful. But. However, <laughs> it ain't even about how they look; it's who they are. Like right. exactly, <laughs> like like I can name one player on that, but and that's Brandon Cooks, the player that we're supposed to. And he don't want to be there. <laughs> no, he does not. He's that's miserable. Like, <laughs> that's like that's like was the Houston Rockets, right? Like, but like, like you watch the games, you watch uh, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter shoot twenty jump shots a game, make all these ridiculous like <laughs> like moves that just trying to get open to just trying to like create some space in front of their man. And Eric Gore is like, what the hell am I playing with these dudes? These these dudes, these dudes are like twenty years old and they're shooting twenty times a game. Yeah, like you look at his expression; he's a veteran on that team. That that when you talked about uh, <laughs> when you talked about Brandon, because that reminded me that reminded me of Eric Gordon on he, that team. Houston just got it rough right now. Aside from yeah. the Astros, yeah, uh, <laughs> thank God for the Astros. Yeah, prayers for Houston. Yeah, prayers for their <laughs> basketball and and the football in the city. Like <laughs> <laughs> there's you know, definitely not a lot of prayers for that city. It's it's a nice city. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's a nice city. Houston. It could a- be. It could be. Houston is overrated. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I, <laughs> I didn't say that, guys. I uh, I said I, it. I, 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 I didn't did say. It. I didn't say Houston's I overrated. It. I I I I will go on the. I will go on. I will say, y'all need to improve your sporting events. Improve your city. Period. And they need to That's improve their traffic. <laughs> Build a highway. <laughs> I don't want to sit on. I don't want to sit on 45 <laughs> for an hour and 45 minutes. No, I that's don't. the biggest thing. <laughs> they need to improve their city. Period. <laughs> that starts from their sports. And I'm joking, but Houston is definitely the most overrated city in Texas, <laughs> by far. Like, <laughs> why does everybody go there? Everybody gathers around there. Everybody, exactly. y'all love. Like, like you talk about rappers. You talk about um, high profile celebrities. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Exactly. I'm like, okay. But yeah, back so, to the sports. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry. That reminded me of that. So, running quarterbacks, we don't know their quarterback is. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a running quarterback. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback. We work on those two. We can worry about Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is not a running quarterback. And Taylor Heineke can run a little bit, but he's not. He's not that mobile. Yeah. So Trevor Lawrence is a running quarterback. I'm not too worried about him because. He's Trevor Lawrence, and that's Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not yeah. worried about him. The thing about Trevor Lawrence, he's the type of running quarterback. He's a scrambler. He's mm-hmm. not a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is a running quarterback. Yes. Justin Fields is a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback. Yes. I can name some other ones. But Trevor Lawrence is the type of scramble. He's a scrambler. Yeah. So – He'll he'll run if yeah. he needs to. It's but it's more for necessity. He's kind of like right. Dak in that right. way. Like Dak's a running quarterback. Eh, I don't, I wouldn't consider they're that. Not, I they're think they're not allowing that, him to run more. Like they're saying, it's well, him. you you got it's it not them. It's him. It's him. It's one hundred percent him. Because I've seen moments now. Yeah, I'm talking about who Dak is currently. I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily saying who he's been in the past because yeah, he in the past he was a running quarterback. Yeah, that was especially at Mississippi State. <laughs> That's all that they ever did. Um, so now I think the quarterback that Dak is leans more to a Trevor Lawrence type, where he's a scrambler mm-hmm. and not a runner. Like 
Is he afraid to it's, get hurt? I think because he got hurt running the ball, he broke his entire ankle running the ball. He, he did, but he's so, the type of dude that will say, that will say, like, like for example, I broke my ankle. I'm going to play next week. Yeah, like, like that's the mentality that he has. He'll say that. He don't believe that. <laughs> you can see he, he would say that. He, he, was, he, he would definitely he would convince say that. the trainers that says, you know what, I'm good. He would like, definitely I, say like, that. I have a torn Achilles. No, I'm good for next week. Yeah, he would definitely say that. He doesn't believe it. <laughs> like you can, <laughs> you, you can see, you can see based upon how he plays the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. versus how he played it pre-injury, it's drastically. Different. I see that. It's I, drastically. When you brought brought that point, I do see that. I and it could be that. it could be the coaching staff being like, yeah, like yeah. you need to be a smarter runner, right? And maybe that's the case. Like mm-hmm. either way, it's fine. But they, they it works. This, but he they have running games for him. Like when when he's running when he's running and the option is to the right to Zeke or Pollard, he is running for like two to three yards and then he's pitching the ball out. I think that is honestly just the new NFL. Okay, I think we're getting to a space where optioning is a part of the offense. Doing design quarterback runs are a part of the offense. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes does that. Right, but Patrick Mahomes is he's smart. not a runner. He, he's smart. Yeah, he's smart with his running game. He's smart with his um, with his mind. He's his, he's the most intelligent quarterback in the league right oh, now. Oh, by far. And um, so he's smart with it. Like he he can like the lower body strength is his biggest skill. Mm-hmm. He can he he's smart with where he can go and what's the football. So to me, he always he to me I don't like to face. I don't. I will like. I will not like to play against him. Period. Well, good thing we don't have to. Cause, oh, thank God. Because uh, <laughs> that would be a loss. Um, 100%. We would lose to Kansas City. Probably in the Super Bowl. Probably, but See, I don't want to talk about the I'm Super not, Bowl. I, 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 I'm just making an I'm not talking about the Super Bowl until we get either. to I'm not talking about until we get to the NFC Championship game. We can't talk about a Super Bowl until we get to an NFC well, Championship dude, we game. We got steps to go there. Yeah, we like, got you, mad you sign, steps. If you sign right now, OBJ, right, we got about how many games do we got left? We got Four. Houston, Jacksonville, Philly, Tennessee, and Washington. So we got five games. Five. So where we're we at right now, we're two games behind the Eagles in, in that division. More than likely – if they lose two more before we get to them, they won't. I mean, they probably won't. <laughs> have you looked at their schedule? I have not looked at their schedule. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up. Give me a second. Let's see. Let's let's guess because right because, I mean, I would like to have the division, but the wild card, right now, I don't want to face. Tom I'm gonna read you their remaining schedule. Right. Go ahead. The Giants. Okay. That's Chicago. A, that's a win. That's a win. Us on Christmas Eve. Oh man, that's New a, Orleans that's a loss. New Orleans and that's then the Giants again. Okay, that's their remaining schedule. Now, if they now if they if they clinch the division, if like if we, they win that game, mm-hmm. they clinch that division, the NFC East. Yeah, or before that, it should be before. It'll that. probably be before that. It'll probably be before that. But um, but then. Would you say they need to sit their quarterback down or sit their offense down? I don't care what the Eagles do. Because last year, because to me, yeah. to me, you already clinched the division. Yeah. Like, you know you're going to get a first-round bye. Mm-hmm. So, to me, why risk it? I'm going to tell you, I 
personally would love for them to risk it. And Be- why is that? Because it's the Eagles. And what <laughs> 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 I'm saying. But, but, because <laughs> in a logical world, yeah. Yes, sit your quarterback down. Right, we don't need to right. be playing right now. Dude, like, like, what are you trying to, this, this happened last year with the Cowboys. They asked, they asked Dak, would you like to sit down? They asked Lawrence to sit down. They asked Zeke Elliott to sit down. No, we're playing the last game. Whether we win or lose. And what happened? We lost. <laughs> we had to play that first game. Like, what are you trying to achieve? Playing that last game, trying to risk injury. Now that the injuries have gone up, it feels like every game somebody, some high-profile player, is getting hurt. I'm gonna be honest though, for us, for our sake, I don't fear the wild card. I prefer it. You prefer Tampa I Bay. Prefer, I would prefer. To, I don't care who we play for in Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay, I'm not worried about. I'm it. not worried about it either. The reason their team is not solid enough to beat us. No, they weren't solid no. enough to beat us week one. They but struggled. We against- had our own stuff. We had right. Dak issues. We had right. McCarthy issues. We had a bunch of just issues. But it's fixed. It's fixed. Would, would you say it's fixed now? Be, those, yeah, those issues. <laughs> coaching staff. Coaching Dak. staff. We we're outplaying our coaching staff. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like Dan Quinn is the best coach that we have. Yeah, he is by far. He is. Um, he he's been doing an excellent, mm-hmm. excellent job this season. I really do commend excellent him job. for the job um, that he's done. Yes. Um, if, yes. if he wanted it, I would say we probably wouldn't have him next year because he's head coach material. <sighs> I don't um, know. I don't know. I don't know. I look at these, I look at these teams like the Colts, like they just got a guy that was coaching high school football yeah. sitting on his couch, no experience NFL whatsoever. And now he's the head coach. Speaking of that, going back to the Colts game real quick. Yes. Did you find it weird at the end of the game that they took a knee? Yeah, or was that just me? Uh, it was very weird. <laughs> it was very, it was like, very did we really just beat y'all into submission? Like, <laughs> it's very weird because that, that's, that's a coaching standpoint. That's a coach right there. Like, like you have, you have a coach that got sat on his ass that, that said, you know what? We want you to be our next head coach. You got a rookie offensive coordinator. Like he's, I'm, he, I'm even older than him. You're younger than him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's older than you. Yeah. But, um, who, by the way, is supposed to be coaching college football. Mm. And then you got, um, Reggie Wayne, who's the wide receiver coach, Hall of Famer. Like, like you talk, he talked about being where the player is at. The message is clear of, of, of what he's, what he's saying. But I feel like was in the organization, Reggie Wayne could have should have had that opportunity. Absolutely, more than somebody that was sitting on the couch. But there's a, I mean, we don't have to get into the black coach conversation. But there's a multitude of black coaches who should have had that job before Jeff Saturday. Should have, should have. Jeff should've. Saturday has never coached in the NFL on any level. No, not as a player coach. He's not been as a, a position coach. He said what? They said he was a consultant. But it, but it's dumb. Hey yo, hey yo, don't tell me that, 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 that's what they listed him before they they before they evaluated him. Doug, if that ain't smoking mirrors, I don't know. What it is. <laughs> like you're not about to sit on sit over there and tell me, oh, he was a consultant. You know how many consultants y'all done had, fam? You could have had 
And if he was uh, a consultant, he wasn't doing a good job at consulting. So what makes you think he could be a head coach? Don't get me started, bro. Now you about to piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, hey, 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 they gave him the job. Listen. I don't, I, this, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. They could have, they could have gone outside of the organization. Mm-hmm. Like this reminded me when, um, um, what's his name? Going to the NBA real quick. Um, Steve Nash. No, not Steve Nash, but no, <laughs> not, not, not that. I, uh, not that. That's funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Minnesota situation. It was like a, a couple of seasons ago, right? Yeah. Who was our coach at the time? Um, not Randy Whitman. Not that. No, 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 no. Not Alderman. Not Flip. No, he died. Um, I can't remember. However, but but Minnesota, Minnesota fired their coach midseason. It was a couple of years ago. They got a guy, Chris Finch. He was with Toronto. He said he was an assistant coach in Toronto. They hired him from Toronto's bench to coach in Minnesota. So, Carl Anthony Towns was saying. David Vanderpool, an African American man who's on staff mm-hmm. in Minnesota, could have taken the reins of that team. It's a long list. It is a long list. It's bro. a long list of people who should have had that job. The reality is, Jeff Saturday is not qualified for this position. But they're going to give him. But they're going to give him an opportunity. And I love. And I'm. I don't want to sound like I dislike just Jeff Saturday. I, I actually I, really I don't like hate him. Jeff Saturday a lot. But I, I feel like every other black coach in the NFL has mm-hmm. had to go through the weeds to get to Byron head coaching Leftwich. position. Byron Leftwich, Ty Bowles. I can go, the list goes right. on. It's like Mike Vanderbilt. All of them. Like, there's a long list. Right. Of black coaches. Who, Hugh Jackson. Hugh Don't you, get me, he didn't you, even get a fair opportunity to, in Cleveland. He did not. He, you had to go. To, he's coaching at HBCU, which I'm happy yeah. that he got a chance. I am but too. He, he shouldn't have to go through all that. Any African American coach should not exactly. have to go through all that to get to where they need to go. And even that's why I applaud Deion Sanders. Yes. Um, and yes. we'll get back to the NFL stuff in a second. Yeah. But Deion is carving a path. Yes. For all black coaches when it comes to college football. Coaching in Power Five. I think that it's a big deal. a lot of us as black people we don't always see mm-hmm. the path that they're trying to take or the right. his vision or what he's trying right. to accomplish. What we don't what we also don't realize is that he's mm-hmm. taking everybody with him, his entire staff. So all of those Ooh. black coaches yeah. that didn't have an opportunity to coach at a power five that was coaching right. at Jackson State with him, right? They're they going have, with him. They had some white coaches too there. They did. They um they have uh Mike Zimmerman. Uh, former head, NFL head coach, he's mm-hmm. there, and then I can't, can't, I can't remember his name, but I saw on YouTube what he was talking about. But he's on staff as well. Yeah. So, and those are qualified people. Qualified people, <laughs> and he's trying to give them a chance at a power five school. Exactly. And so the message is clear. Mm-hmm. Like Dion is no fake. Not at all. He's not fake at all. He he just says, you know what, this is my vision, and you're gonna stick with it. Mm-hmm. Now. When they were doing the press conferences, press conference, mm-hmm. it was funny to me because you did not see a single African American man or woman on, you know, uh, in that vicinity except for his family. Mm-hmm. His family was there. Yep. But that was the only person. And we talked about that. Mm-hmm. But 
they looked at everybody like dominant white, right? Mm-hmm. They were saying they were like it, they were thinking, well, we we gotta learn from this guy. <laughs> like this guy has a path; he can lead us to championships. Yeah, as they should, as they as they will think about that. Yes, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you got to give the man a chance. Yeah, like he he can say all that, but believe it. And the thing about it, you you go to a HBCU. I mm-hmm. want to just give the people his resume at Jackson State, right? Right. You go to an HBCU that hasn't won, that hasn't been successful. The facilities were don't get on TV. That's all Dion. Don't get on TV. Like don't have. But but it's funny to me when they went to game day at Jackson State. They were playing Mm -hmm. against. um, Why can't I not remember these things, man? Um, Southern, I think. I think it was Southern. Yeah. 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 It was in Jackson, but they go to there. But the game's on ESPN three, ESPN plus. Mm-hmm. Instead of being on the main network, mm-hmm. like every game day that pe- these people go to is on a main network. Mm-hmm. Like Jackson State, it's not a, on a main network. Yeah. That game they played against uh, the SWAC Championship mm-hmm. that was on ESPN two. It's getting close. That's just their sister station. Yeah, like it's getting close. And so. To further the point, like, you go to this HBCU, mm-hmm. you rebuild their entire facility. Wow. With your own dollars. This is not Jackson State money. Right. Jackson State don't have the money to do that, which is why they hadn't done it before. Right. So you build this entire stadium. Exactly. You give them two SWAT championships in two. a row. Unbelievable. Out, two out of three years that you were there. Unbelievable. You go to a SWAT championship and win it. Right. You can't tell me nothing about this man's resume on an HBCU level and what you he's can. done for that HBCU. The level of exposure for mm-hmm. HBCUs, mm-hmm. you getting people like Tra- uh, Travis Hunter. Right. Uh, am I saying his name yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis Hunter. Yeah, Travis you Hunter. You getting him to come to an HBCU? God. He could have gone to uh, Florida. He could have went anywhere Texas, in the world he anywhere. wanted to. He could have went anywhere he wanted but, to. Wow. So and, to me, you cannot discount his what he's done at an HBCU just can. because you think he's sold out. You can't. Our people got a really bad habit of doing that. Right. Right. That sellout right. mentality. That right. I hate to say crabs in a barrel. Right. But I got to look at that because because I heard about that. And I was yeah. like I was like, no, he he accomplished what he wanted to do exactly, and he he, he made it further. What else more do you want the man to do? Like you don't, do y'all not see how many players are coaching at HBCUs now? You got Eddie George at Tennessee State. Tennessee State. You um, got Hugh you, Jackson. Hugh Jackson. Graham. Um You got basketball real quick. You got Mo Williams, a former NBA player at Jackson State. That's what I'm saying. Tamika Reed. I, well, she she reached non non national promise when. They were in the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. They were it was a few seconds away of going to the Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. They were up by 10. Was un, I think it was like four minutes left mm-hmm. in the game. LSU came back and they won the game by six. LSU did. But it shows you the level of energy. This this is extending past basketball. Yeah. After, the, after that game, Kim Mulkey was surprised. Mm-hmm. Like the women's team at Jackson State, they got a good team. Mm-hmm. And they had a great coach. And so 
his energy, his mentality extends outside of the football field. Yep. Like look like everything. Yep. Like now Jackson's now everybody's saying, well, we got to schedule this game. Mm-hmm. We got to go to HBCU and we got to schedule them. And the thing is too, like the one thing I love about Dion mm-hmm. is that is his connection to players and people. Yes. Yep. Um, he convinced, he convinced that predominantly white, I'm pretty sure nine times out of ten, they don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. They're respecting, I, I bet they were respecting Hugh Freeze. <laughs> they're respecting, um, uh, who else can I name? They're respecting Ball Stoops. Yeah. Like, from, but they weren't respecting Dion. Yeah. And then what convinced him, those, they took a risk. They okay. said, you know what? I'm going to play mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. This is how it's going to be. And I, I promise you, there's going to be a change. Yeah. And I've, I've been watching, um, just because I've been so intrigued with this story and the mm-hmm. whole situation, all the surrounding commentary around it. Yes. Um, I was watching him go into the locker room, like when he mm-hmm. first was introduced to the players and the team and all that. Yes. I, I watched that too. Um, and so it was just so cool to see. Yeah. The mentality that he came there with. He did. He like came he came there like he was coming from an HBCU mm-hmm. and having that that experience mm-hmm. with him right. and saying that you guys don't know how blessed you are <laughs> to be in the situation right. that you're in. Right. Right. I'm coming from a place where I literally had to rebuild an entire athletic center. <laughs> I had to I I, like when yeah. he got there, the roof, the ceiling was leak, leaking, and all right. of this stuff. The locker room, like it was a mess. He changed it all, and so he put the work wow. in. He had to go shake the hands of whoever he had to shake the right. hands of to get he, things done. He, he had to, um, he had to go out there and you know, you know, convince those players, yeah. convince the, the facilities to say, you know, hey, we're trying to build something here, yeah. and he built that in Jackson State, mm-hmm. and he's going to bring it to Colorado. Which has everything, and what he's gonna do? He's gonna shift the mentality because Mm -hmm. when you go to a D one school, you have a lot of access. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of um, just options. You got everything at your disposal. Everything. Everything. You got the best facilities. You got the Mm -hmm. best training staff. You got Mm -hmm. all of the best of the best. Right. And so he's gonna shift that spoiled mentality. Mm -hmm. He is. Yep. Because and he kind of he probably needed that experience at an HBCU (laughs) too. He did. He did. So he's shifting that spoiled mentality right. and going into Colorado and being like, all right, look, y'all got to work. Right. There's nothing in here that you're getting for free. Exactly. exactly. You, we sat in your living rooms. We right. told you all of the stuff. We told you about your TV exposure right. and all that. You come in, into a Pac-12 mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. That, nah. that, that is, wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that, that he's really going to change that program. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited. You, and, and I'm excited too. And, I, and, and, I'm officially a Colorado fan. Like, <laughs> never thought I'd say that. Hey, hey, hey. I mean, they, they haven't won anything in years. Yeah. But, hey, everything is there, like you said, for for them to see. It's just that mm-hmm. they needed a, they needed a mom and dad type of person. And that's mm-hmm. what he is. Yeah. Like, these players, they had, I'm pretty sure they had both parents. But, however, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, we're going to throw you into the fire. Mm-hmm. Like, versus... Dion's like, no, I'm not going to throw you there. I'm going to guide you elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm yeah. going to teach you. You just got to follow me. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to work. Yeah. I did see this morning that uh, the Colorado quarterback that was previously there, he just uh, entered the transfer pool. So 
Yeah, Which because his son's going there. And honestly, he already knows he's about to lose that job. <laughs> Shador is nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He knows. He, he was he was probably not in that meeting or probably he was at home watching the mm-hmm. press conference saying, oh, man, you know, I don't know if I don't like this. I don't like this quarterback <laughs> taking my spot. Like, when he mentioned – this is our quarterback in that conference. And when he you, tried to you, clean it up. That, I got he, I got a good laugh out of that. Too. Yeah, I when he said, this is your quarterback, yeah. I, everybody laughed. Everybody <laughs> was for real. To me, to me, I don't know if you caught this. Yeah. To me, it felt like, it felt like he hasn't earned that spot. Mm. Shador has not earned that spot. Like, they already had a quarterback there. It's just, yeah. it's just you need he needs to work on his technique. No other coach worked yeah. it out, and it's, I think he comes with the mentality of like, this is my son, and nobody's going to outwork my son, right? So I already know what to expect that's of him because I raised him. I, I wasn't thinking yeah. that. I think that's what he was coming from the perspective of, but <laughs> it sounded crazy, right? Because like, <laughs> like yeah, this is your quarterback. This is your quarterback. <laughs> They were they were thinking, oh man, this is our quarterback. And he was like, oh yeah, he's like, he's gonna have to earn it, but right. like you tried to clean it up, like nah, we know, <laughs> we, we know, know who's going to be the quarterback. Exactly, we know, we know he's going to follow him with, and hopefully the other son, yeah, who, who's selfish, Shiloh, yeah, selfish, will follow it, follow with him. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty will. sure. I'm pretty sure at the end of the day, there's going to be like nine to ten players on that on on that team that. Are going to say, you know what? Let's follow Dion to to Colorado. We like what he's saying. Oh, trust me, and that's a part of Dion's plan. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think people are mis like misunderstanding. They're like, missing that. Colorado's missing that. Yeah, the fans are missing that because the fans are thinking, okay, we're going to lose again. Yeah, there's coaches that are going to be out of a job. There's players that are not going to have a spot on this team, right? Because he's bringing. Everybody. 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 <laughs> Everybody. He's bringing his entire staff. He's bringing <laughs> players that he knows. He might even mess around and bring Travis Hunter. And then what? I mean, hey, <laughs> hey. I mean, if you if you want high exposure then yeah. on the internet, which people don't watch, mm-hmm. people are on TikTok, then why not go to a school that has a Pac-12 network? That not only you have the Pac-12 network, you have ESPN and Fox to deal with. Yeah. So basically, that's what Dion was saying. I kind of wish he would have taken that TCU job last year, mm. but obviously, you know, they gave it to Sonny Sonny Dykes, which mm. I have I have no problem with that. Yeah. I mean, Dion's from this area. He went to school, he coached at this area, yeah. and I felt like it would be nice for him to coach at TCU. And bring all that glam and glamour yeah. to TCU. Well, the truth of the matter is, like, Dion is from Florida. Mm-hmm. So, right. his ties to this area are solely the Cowboys and his family. Like, his it kids is. grew up here. They did. Um, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I'm not mad at him. Like, I would have thought he would ended up would have ended up at Florida State. Florida State? Or I thought South he would've, Florida? I don't know if he would have taken South Florida. But, honestly, he might have. Hmm. But, I, yeah, I don't know. Because that... that I think that's South Florida. I don't know where that place is, but I think it's pretty dominantly it's black. Tampa. Tampa. It might be. I don't know. So, I mean, it's a, it's a relatively. Heavily. Yeah, yeah. Relatively diverse area. Diverse but area. nonetheless, I think that he's in the right situation right. to make the impact that he needs to make. Oh, he will. Um, because it's totally 
polar opposites of Jackson State. <laughs> Culture wise, like it's totally different culture, mm-hmm. totally different environment, totally different. Definitely. Just even all the way down to the weather. He talked about that in the press conference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he um, says a beautiful city. He was just kind of get convinced those guys, man. Yeah, I, I think he did more convincing mm-hmm. than trying to preach. Yeah, uh, so he was convincing mm-hmm. in that press. I heard that press conference three times on three different, um, three different channels on YouTube. Yeah, and I heard. It was convincing, mm-hmm. and he he has a plan in place, which is a great plan. Yeah, to say you know what, you're either going to be here or you're out, mm-hmm. and you just like you said, the quarterback just transferred. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, he 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 didn't want to play number two. Like and he didn't want to work for that spot. That's right. for real. I mean, but Shador is not is not a locked in starter. To no. Dion, he is, but to me, he's not because the quarterback was there before Shador and Dion came on. So he's got to work. Yeah, he's not. He wasn't able to work. He didn't want to work because he knew that that spot was already taken. Yeah. Shador has doesn't have a spot on a power five. Heck, when they announced the, the Heisman yesterday, his name wasn't on it. <laughs> like, can't you imagine? Like the man went undefeated and won a championship in the SWAC, and his name is not on there. Yeah, that's that. That's because they don't respect me. the SWAC. That's the they thing. just don't respect it. And That's the thing. The, re- the reality is there's nothing for you not to respect. Right. The, these are the same players that would have been going. I mean, granted, there's a lot of other talent that should mm-hmm. be more considerate of an HBCU, but they, right. most people know how the NCAA mm-hmm. treats the swag. Yeah. It's not Trash, the same energy as it, they uh, even put. Uh, what's the UNT uh, conference? They put uh, them ahead of conference uh, USA. Yeah, they put conference USA and all of those other smaller conferences above the SWAC. Which that they they played more games on TV, like the stadium. You have you have the stadium network. You have um, one second. You have ESPN Plus. You mm-hmm. have ESPN. Like if you if people have out there and yourself have higher end cable, mm-hmm. they have. Five, six, five to six channels of ESPN yeah. Plus or ES, the e, other ESPN channels. Mm-hmm. They have that. They have Fox 1. They have Fox mm-hmm. 2. They have the main Fox. Mm-hmm. Like, what other networks does college football do not have? Heck, they even have um, – I've even recorded uh, some of the HBCUs. Like, um, the channels that, that, that they have here – that they don't have in most places, mm-hmm. just regular channels that they'll show HBU football. Mm-hmm. Like you can't tell me. I mean, you can't tell me. Well, this I agree with you. The NCAA does not agree. Does not does not take care of the swag, even no, though they play are. football in the swag twelve games a year. They're not even considered for actual bowl games. If you notice that, I noticed that. They, I noticed that because they have being, six. They have six wins. They rather have. They rather give New Mexico State a spot. They have five wins. Can you name a conference outside of Jackson State that has more than five? Southern. So after that yeah. game, wh- who do they play for? Their season's over. Exactly. And so they got to wait. You you, you got to wait seven months to play football again. Yeah, that's a long. That like to me. To me, I can see why Dion made that transition. Cause he wants to be relevant all year long. These but, places, these Alabama's, you're relevant all year long. 
Texas is relevant all year long. Like all these schools are relevant all year long. And I'm gonna be honest, I don't think relevance was a part of his decision. I think mm-hmm. it was literally about what he's trying to accomplish for black head coaches. Yes. I think it's that's solely it and what he's trying to accomplish for black culture right. in sports. Right. I do have a like, question though. Go, yeah, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your point. Um I just think that he really wanted an opportunity to put our coaches on a pedestal, mm-hmm. our right. players on a pedestal. Right. And so by him and his likeness going to Jackson State, mm-hmm. it did just that. Right. He's furthering that mission at Colorado. Exactly. I think it's that's, it's, that's the bottom line. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so my question is, when you talk about that, mm-hmm. now we have 90% African-Americans playing football, right? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between an AD, a white AD, right? They have all the money in the world. Boosters, they have all the money in the world. Yeah. What they, what is the difference between hiring a black coach, a random black coach versus a white coach? To me, like, for example, at Auburn, mm-hmm. I thought that we were going to give Cadillac to Williams, the former running back, the job. Mm-hmm. Now we already see Hugh Free- we already saw Hugh Freeze do- work at an SEC job. Only thing is he got in trouble for the for for that phone thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you get into these in- interviews, they're like, okay, they see you bigger your name, like him. Go ahead, we got you. Versus an African American coach who's worked tirelessly has a has a big resume, but doesn't get that job. Yeah. So my question is, what what is the difference between the AD giving an African American job mm-hmm. versus a white person? I mean, you can even ask the same question to the NFL. It's the same right. mentality. Same, same mentality. It's the same exact mentality. Um, you they'll interview a black head coach just for sake, just for just just, to just keep, for show. Just to cover that, to be honest. Right. Um, but I think that the NCAA is one of the biggest organizations in sports. Yeah. And I think that they it's have everything. The culture of the NCAA doesn't lead, doesn't, how can I word this? It doesn't protect black coaches. Mm-hmm. Athletic directors, mm-hmm. any of that. It doesn't. Right. It's not exactly. for us. It wasn't originally intended for us. Right. But That's why we had to have HBCUs to begin with. The right. culture of college mm-hmm. is built on a racist foundation. It is. So it is. when you think about that mentality and you think back a long history, mm-hmm. it, it's natural right. that these head coaches are not getting these jobs right. because they they support their own. That's right. that's why we have to go the HBCU route. You see so right. many black former head coaches, a- former, former athletes, athletes going to HBCUs now. Right. There's a reason for that. Right. There's a reason for that. But we, they don't they don't get the recognition exactly. that Dion gets. And everybody is not Dion Sanders. He's not. You have no, to think not. about it. Like right. there's a great players that have played, mm-hmm. but Dion is one of the greatest at his position, if right. not the greatest. The greatest. I mean, honestly, one of the greatest athletes across the board Godly. in sports history. Woo. I would agree with you on with that. With the one. personality that matches that ability. It's, so you have to tell, you can't 
still moving around like 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 he's the president. Yeah, he, he is. And so but. everybody has to understand when you go into an HBCU, it's great. That's what that's mm-hmm. amazing. We need that. Right. But on the same token, everybody's not Dion. No, everybody can't do what Dion no, did not. because he right. he knew who he was. Right. In order for him to go to an HBCU and make that level of impact, he knew what he was. But to go back to your question, um, I literally think that it's genuinely just the history of the NCAA and college in general Mm -hmm. that still is just Mm -hmm. ingrained in that culture. Right. Because my thing is, Hugh Freeze signed a seven-year contract Mm -hmm. at Liberty. Right. This is a guy that... In 2017, I think I can't remember. It was Ole Miss or Arkansas. I think it was Ole Miss that he was the coach of. He picked up. It was a private phone, and it was he was he he used it for an escort service. Mm-hmm. So he got fired for that. Okay. Now, <laughs> so why is it that in October he signed the contract to be there? Mm-hmm. This is recent October. He said to Liberty. I'm going to be your coach for the next seven years mm-hmm. versus Auburn. I'm going to be your next head coach for the next eight years. Mm-hmm. Why go that route? Like I know Liberty is not, is not a university that's high profile, but they're coming up mm-hmm. because of you. Like why not, why not stay there, build a brand. Then if you want to work the sec, then go ahead. And I'm the, the more, my thing is, right, was the situation was, was, was Cadillac Williams. He, you gave him five games to improve. You fired Brian Hardison the seven game of the season. You should have fired him before the season. All that stuff was going on. That's what I'm, that's the thing. You don't, they don't give him enough time. You talk about the NCAA taking advantage. They don't give African American head coaches enough time to build. But who does? What sport does? Got it. Um, Ask Mark Jackson. Risky. Ask Mark Jackson yeah. how that worked out in, right. in, in the NBA. He will tell you. He'll Ask Hugh Jackson how that worked out. He will tell you too. But they, they don't. They give it's, them more than more than two years. There's a few caveats like Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis should have been fired years before he got fired. Right. Uh, <laughs> He's been like a whole decade. I'm yeah. Sorry. Two decades, two decades, two decades at that organization. Yeah, because you had a committed owner, owner that yeah. was committed in you with a different mentality. Right, Mike and Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, same thing, same thing. That's owner family-owned business, exactly. And so Charlie Strong at Texas, same thing. Mm-hmm. I think it was more of the boosters kicking him out. Like that's why you gave Tom Herman, mm-hmm. you gave Steve Sarkisian the job. And that's another thing about the college side of things, right? Right. Because you have these boosters and alumni who are very heavily invested in the school. They don't know the offense. They don't know anything about the sport. They just want their team to win. Right. That's but they it. give so much money. Yeah. Like, like, and so they think they have a voice, which right. they do. Money equals a voice in but, most but cases. But not that race voice, though. No. Not that race voice, though, because... Like, like, Dion has a resume, right? Yeah. Uh, Eddie George has a resume, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's say Mo Williams was once the coach of Power Five. He has a resume too. Yeah. And so these boosters, I think it's I think it's more race related than money. I don't know. I think they go hand in hand, and yeah. I I say that because true. 
a lot of the people who are investors right. share their same mentality. Right. They, so they look at an African American and say, "Well, he's not going to make money. Exactly. He's not going to make us money." Yeah. That's why you see. Okay, well, maybe Hugh Freeze can make us money. He can, He's not going to make you relevant again, but he's going to make us money, though. The smoke and mirrors of the NCAA is crazy, though. Yeah. I think it's my least favorite league, personally. <laughs> I mean... Um, because the way that they play their game, right. they... they Coat, they flower it up and make it seem like it's all about the students and their well-being. Right. It's not. <laughs> but it's behind not. the mirror, it's big business, just right. like anything else. Exactly. It's not. You got investors, you got right. people involved, right. you got sponsors. boosters, sponsors, you, you all got of that. Everything. You Network, got everything. TV deals, all right. of that. Your TV deals, all that stuff. So you're trying to appease the audience. The audience at this point is the other race. That's the audience. Now, Granted, if you had maybe a hole full of African men, African women, um, Mexican men, Mexican women on the boosters, it might interchange. It might. But I want I want boosters and, and investors to say to look at the to look at to go to a game. Instead of just sitting on the sidelines talking to talk, talking to that person next to you, not focusing on the game. But yet, behind closed doors, like you talked about, they have a hand. Like, look at the offense first. Look at the defense first. Look at the coach first before you make a a, a change. Like, like you can't make a change overnight. That's why they always say you can't change. You can't change your career overnight. It takes steps, right? Mm-hmm. We have taken those steps, Gabe. Like, why? Like. I'm not saying the NCAA is racist, a racist organization. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to say that. I'm saying I want our people to have a chance. I do too. Like, like th- this is the world to have it, right? We're trying to build. We're not the same scrawny little kid that that's going to go out there and go, you know, do something criminal. That's a, that's that's a mind of a of a different person. Dion in other people's mind is like, I want to help these kids win on and off the field. It's time to build. And that's what time starts now. And that's what Dion is doing. I think Dion has a potential to change the perspectives a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, I don't, I, just because of his route that he took. Yeah. He took, he um, took a very, uh, interesting he, route. Yeah, like he's been coaching for years. If you know in the Dallas area, mm-hmm. he's been out here coaching for years. He has head coaching. He's, uh, he's been coaching his son doing well, his yeah, school no, no, at Truth. Been, yeah, like so he he's been great at school. Yeah, Prime. yeah, Prime Academy. So yeah. at the end of the day, he knows his mission. He does. That's it. It's I, very I, simple. I, I just wish that, and I wish our people, our more people, of our people, shared that mission. I yes. Yes. But a lot of his mission is executed because of his likeness and who he yeah, is. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I wish the the Boulder community can give him a chance. Yeah. Give him a chance to build. Don't get excited by by the 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 uh ethnicity. Get excited by the resume. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said it better than that. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. Because I watched, I watched fans outside of the. There was a little bit of fans, mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit of Colorado fans, mm-hmm. and they were excited about the ethnicity. Mm-hmm. 
Don't get excited about the missing. Get excited about the resume. Get excited about who you have as a person. And again, I think with Dion, people are excited because it's Dion right. primetime Sanders. Exactly. Everybody exactly. who's been a football fan in life mm-hmm. knows who that man is. Right. So one of the greatest to ever play in the NFL, period. Baseball, too. Don't baseball, too. Baseball. Professional, three different teams. Like, come on, man. Like, we know who Dion is. Hey. He's a celebrity. There, there's nobody that – there's no – well, you can say LeBron, but – He's but a celebrity. There's one celebrity. thing that have to have been a player. Like, yes. Eddie George was a player. He was a baller. He was great. Right. Mo Williams, he was he, he played was baller. He, he was, played he well. Was good. He, he was, was good. Baller. He was a decent player. Yeah. Um, and so, nonetheless, mm-hmm. people know who these people are. Exactly. But it's different when you're dealing with the actual celebrity. Right. Dion is right. that, and he's been that for yes. a long time. And so that, that helps him right get into a lot of these doors. It's not I, solely because of not, that. No. But it it helps. I think what's going to happen. I think what's going to happen. I think the first question. I think that's what. To the Colorado community, right? I think the first question would be, what's your mission? He basically laid it out to you in that press conference. Yeah. He's changing the All culture. All you got to do is just listen. He's shifting the culture. And, and, and wait. He's going to get you there. And I don't know if they quite understand that his response to that question, what are, you, what, like, what are your plans? Mm-hmm. His response to that question is a long-term response. Right. You can't shift culture in a year. Right. You're going to work. You can't shift culture in can't two shift. years. Exactly. Especially when you have a culture of losing. You have to entirely, like, you have to destroy it, yeah. d- do a whole demolition yeah. and build it back from the ground up. <laughs> construction. Yeah. Construction It's, it's a full-blown construction <laughs> right. zone right now. So you got to understand yeah. that and respect. They've been working on, uh, to give a Dallas example, they've been working on 30 for almost 20 years. I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You, so you, you, it's not going to take you doing construction. Yeah, it's not, I'm using that as an example. No, I understand. But when you're doing construction, it takes mm-hmm. time. Right. You have to be patient. You have to have patience. Right. That's what a lot of these teams didn't understand. Even no. going into the NFL. No. Tampa Bay Buccaneers didn't understand that with Tony Dungy. Right. By the time it was built and ready to roll, mm. they handed the keys to John Gruden. And, and, Don't get me started and, and, on that. And everybody, and everybody rode on his bus. Tony Dungeon didn't have anybody on his bus. Nope. The, but I feel like with Dion, we you have to look past that. You got to look past the race. You got to be able to be on his bus. Yeah. You're in or you're out. And I think Dion is one of those people who, like I said, his celebrity transcends race. Right. So it's not even about race exactly. with Dion right. specifically. It's not. It's not because he, because the thing about it is, and I feel like I feel like they're going to say, well, we need we want a championship on year one. It may not happen. If they say that, they the expectations are, about. yeah, they need to stop thinking like that. Right. There's not, it's not realistic. Right. There's so many things that have to be put in place. Right. There's so much, so many things that have to gel and cultivate. Exactly. Like you have to really, like I said, it's construction zone right now. Exactly. But you have to, but the thing about it is you have to work. Yeah. That's the thing. And, the, and you talk about entitlement. These guys are entitled. You have everything there. The only thing is no one taught you how to work. Yeah. You guys going to teach you how to work. That's what one of his assistants, he has a bunch of guys for assistants, though. 
uh, on the business side. That that's what that got to me. Mm-hmm. You're gonna work. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the, these colleges that are winning right now, mm-hmm. like Alabama, you have to work. Yeah. Texas, you have to work. When he went into that locker room and said, "I'm gonna try to make you quit," like he said, "Yeah, yeah. we're gonna try yeah, to make you that. quit." I heard that. That's it. Like, yeah. If I'm a player, I'm mm. like, <laughs> I'm shook. Especially <laughs> I'm if I don't have. If I'm just coming yeah. from their perspective, right? If somebody, if a new coach comes in and walks in and says that, mm-hmm. right? I'm shook. <laughs> I'm gonna stay. I'm. A, yeah. I ain't no punk. I'm gonna stay there right. and thug it out. But I'm letting right. you know right now, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared for my life. So at the end of the day, you are gonna see who's built for that and who's right. not. But mm-hmm. when you're trying to make a change and make a transition mm-hmm. and trying to build a culture, right? It takes time. Time. It's gonna time, take time. 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 You got to invest. Like, like you got to invest not only your dollars, invest in the mission that he is preaching about. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what we're saying. Like, you, like you never had you didn't you didn't invest in any other African American head coach. Mm-hmm. You got to invest in this one. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yep. So, and so I mean, invest. The NFL has to learn to do the same thing. They have to. They, they do the to. same thing for white coaches. This. There's a they whole, have to. There's only two. Uh, I, I don't even know if I can say two because I think Lovey Smith about to be out of there um, after uh, this year. God damn, and that'll be horrible um, if he's out of there. Um, it's Houston, so yeah, it's Houston. Um, you got Mike Tomlin, okay, and there's some other black head coaches. I'm not talking about uh, head coach. I'm talking about head coaches with longevity. Like that's the only person. Mike Tomlin is the only one. That's the only one. And the, you talk about player longevity. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, like. For example, Adrian Pearson as a player, he's still playing. Mm-hmm. Like, even though he has injuries, he's still playing out there. Mm-hmm. Versus Mike Tomlin, who's been there, he has longevity. So they don't, they don't look at the consistency part. They look at the uh, dollars. And Mike Tomlin is consistent. Yeah. He has, he's only had one losing season in one time. Mm-hmm. He's about to have a second one. Isn't? But it's not his fault. For this season, though. you lost a franchise quarterback. Yeah, you lost receivers. Mm-hmm. You lost to. I mean, you lost almost everything. Yeah, and what and, you going to do? Yeah, but you're not. But that's the thing. It's not his fault. It's not. Like, like, like. Just imagine if, if the other race was there. Like he'll be there for another year or so. Mm-hmm. Just like with, with Texas with, with Sarkeesia, they mm-hmm. went five and seven last year. Yeah, like everyone was saying. You know, get him out of there. Get him out. I was saying, don't hire him in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying yeah. that because because I feel like there's more people that are worth opportunities. First of all, they they hired Charlie Strong. Um, they fired him too quickly. Way too quick. Way too quickly. Three years is again. Not you trying to rebuild a culture right. and you don't have time to do it. That's the black coach's story. Right. The reality is we'll have losing seasons, we'll have bad teams, right. and we're trying to reestablish right. really. our culture right. into right. this locker room. So it's impossible it to do that in this dollars. year's time. Right. They look at the dollars, Gabe. They look yeah. at the dollars. Look at Jerry. He look, they look at the dollars. Mm-hmm. Like the dollars make sense for them, mm-hmm. not for us, for them. They look at the dollars. Every mm-hmm. college looks at the dollars. The boosters look at, you know, the dollars. The boosters also look at the race. Mm-hmm. That's 
That's that's what I'm saying. You got to look past that. Like if we had got if we had younger people like myself, like us, mm-hmm. in the boosters, right? Mm-hmm. We will say, okay, we will look at the list of coaches, or probably meet them and say, we got a list of coaches we want to hire. Which which one would you like to choose? Mm-hmm. And we'll say, okay, for example, Texas. We'll say, let's hire uh, Deion Sanders. Check. Automatically. Mm-hmm. He'll rebuild the culture. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And I think a lot of these organizations don't have goals for their organization. They like, it, it they almost want to hire a coach yeah. for, for, for a record. Because to me, if you really had goals for your organization, right. you can find a person who aligns with the goals that you have. Yeah. And a lot of times, yeah. that may be black, that may be white, but as long as it's a qualified candidate, right. it doesn't matter. I, my, right. my issue is not about race. Right. It's about the quality of the candidate. Right. If you got a player in mm. that's just like Jeff Saturday, mm. but he's black, <laughs> you telling me that that player is getting that job? There's no way in hell. No, no way. There's in hell. no way in hell that's no, happening. He'll be back on the couch. Exactly. He'll be. He'll, be, he'll, he'll coach six games. Yeah. He'll, be, he'll be back on the couch. He ain't even gonna get to coach nothing. Right. He gonna be sitting <laughs> in the uh, media booth with right. all the media people. Yeah. Again. So that's what I'm saying. Again. Like, it's it, <laughs> it's the quali it's the right. qualifications. Right. It's not about race. I want to make that very very clear. Now, I I want to make that clear too. Yeah, like it's, it's not about. I know I, I want to. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I want I want when that happens when you hire, uh, so you don't have to look at mm-hmm. the race. They look at the race to hire. Yeah, look past that. Mm-hmm. Look past that. The vision, mm-hmm. right? Not every person is going to give you a vision. Not like, like. White people, they're not gonna give me a vision. Not all, not all people. Yeah. Not all people. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying like, if you're smart, you're intelligent, you give me that confidence. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll listen. But, but to me, you got to look past it. Yeah. And I hope they look past the race. Mm-hmm. And I would just love for them to understand the demographic of the players as right. well. Oh, I course. think they neglect that part, of and course. they. Because a part of what made Jackson State so successful mm-hmm. is the fact that Dion is them. He brought he, he brought, brought the he culture. Brought everybody. He brought everybody, in, but he's a player first. Mm-hmm. But he's also a black player. Yeah. He understands the plight of the black player. Yes. He also understands the plight of a black man. Right. There's certain things that a white man can't teach a black man. That's true. Because you have an experience. That's true. It. We we live different experiences. Right. That's is not. A bad thing is just different. Right. And so when you understand that 75 to 80% of the NFL is black, Mm -hmm. you have to take that into account and who is going to really align with these players and get the best out of them. Because the mentality, the thought process of a black coach Mm -hmm. is going to be like, oh yeah, I know how to connect. Right. I know how to connect here. Right. A part of being a great coach is the connection. Connection. That's true. So we can leave it there, but you're right. You're right about that, but that's good. But, but sticking on that point, mm-hmm. final point, um, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that, like you said, it just hopes. I hope it opens more doors mm-hmm. for us, and and just overall this climate right now. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be uh, sports related. Just open the climate. Yeah. Like just just open the climate for everybody. 
mm-hmm. right? We want to see not only black athletes, we want to see every athlete on TV. Yeah. We want to see that. Mm-hmm. So open it up, man. Open up your your your, your dollars. Mm-hmm. Like Dion, like you said, Dion did it with his own money. Nobody else, you can't say nobody else has done it. Nobody else. Mm-hmm. He did it. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was at TCU. But besides <laughs> the point, <laughs> or UNT, besides the point, I will talk about that next. But but that's it, guys. We're not leaving yet. We got another show to do. But coming up next, let's, I appreciate your insight, Gabe. So we got the forgot to uh, it's the other end. But coming up next, we're going to talk about UNT football. Now, I, I, now I'm, I'm going to warn you. There's a rant coming. So let's talk about it. It's Fistful Radio. Yo, man. Yo, open up, man. What do you want, man? My girl just caught me. You made her catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. Look at the girl next door, you know? I don't know what to do. So it wasn't you. All right.
Welcome back to the Jamie Jensen Show right here on um, Fishbowl Radio. So, guys, I did tease this during the break. Um, we are on for two hours uh, starting in January, I think. Yeah. Oh, t- sorry. Today. My bad. Today. So, today we're starting it. So, however, let's dive into this game against UNT, uh, UNT versus UTSA. Guys, I don't, I don't get tired talking about UNT because that's my school. I support that school um, 95%. I'm not going to say 100% because there's the last 5% I don't support. Okay. Now let's dive into this game. They got beat 48 to 27 in the championship game. Uh, it was an embarrassing performance. Like I, I don't understand this. Every season we have to go do the same shit. I, 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 I just don't understand. Nothing would change. Nothing. Before I, I, I get into it, let's talk about the quarterback, Ani. 14 for 29 for 194 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Dude, you can't play any worse than that. What is wrong with you? I just said during the offseason that you, that, that you are not that dude. 
You're not that dude. Okay, you got records. It doesn't matter. You got records that that, that pass uh, a former quarterback Mason Fine all that crap. It doesn't matter about that. What matters is victories. We want to win the conference. We did not. A quarterback, <laughs> a quarterback has to take you places. Kind of like your parents, right? They gotta take you everywhere you go. Audi takes it, takes us to inconsistency. What the hell is that? Like, come on, man. I can't deal with inconsistent quarterback play. Guys that don't care about playing, playing, playing college football. The media always talks about, oh, your age. Oh yeah, he's a dirty year quarterback playing college football. Who gives a damn? You shine that light towards you. That's selfish. We don't care about your age. We care about the play on the field. The field is more important than your age. If you want to be 30 years old elsewhere, then go ahead. But it doesn't matter that you spent like six years. That's great. But it doesn't matter it comes to this point. Man, I, I, I just don't understand this, guys. But then you got Frank Harris. I told someone on social media. I said, put a quarterback spy in the middle of the field. They said, no, you know what? We don't know this guy. We're just going to like it because he loves in, in North Texas football. Yeah, you like it. But I'm right. I was right. Look, look at the stats. I don't, he, he carried the ball 16 times for 49 yards and touched it. That's their quarterback. I was right. I said, put a quarterback spy in the middle of the field. They did not. He was running everywhere from left, right, uh, to sideline. You guys, like, dude, hire me as a coach. Hire me as a defensive coordinator. I know this shit. I know how to stop a, 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 a running quarterback, just like we talked about. <laughs> like, come on, man. I can't do all this. <laughs> so, so yeah, my, our, that quarterback, he's a great quarterback, but no way in hell he shouldn't get half than a hundred yards. He got 49 this game and he scored. What are you going to say about that? You're going to say, well, he's a great quarterback. He, you know, he just, he just did his thing and all that stuff. And, you know, he, he led his team to the, to the second consecutive championship. He did. He did do that. But we did not put a spy in there to stop the run. Another thing is, I want to give a shout out to UTSA as a whole, as an organization, as a college. Congratulations for whooping our asses. Congratulations on winning, <laughs> winning a championship. But I want to shout out to Zachary Franklin. He had 10 receptions with 144 yards, three touchdowns. You made it too easy for him. It was too easy. It's like he's, it was almost like he was in a video game playing against their defense. There was a key point in the second, in the second quarter where UTSA was about to score, right? They scored a touchdown. They got a penalty. It got called back. Now, 
Well, now in football sense, okay, you get a penalty, you got called back, you score a touchdown, you got called back. The thing, the whole process is now you stop them. In UNT's process, they score a touchdown with no penalty. What does that tell you guys? You guys are inconsistent. Inconsistent. But shout out to those players, man. They, they, they truly, really respect, I respect them so much that, you know, you don't even know. So, um, that there was a lot of problems with this game, guys. It, it starts in the press conference during every season. I'm sorry, every game this season that they had. Every game they were reading off a script that someone made up for them and then you gotta go recite it. Like, I remember they were saying, we got a great quarterback, we got a great team. But your record is four, your record is two and three. Or your record is like a 500 record. You're not a great team when you're a 500 ball club. That's not great. You're not great when you're, you're not even great. You don't even have a great quarterback. A great quarterback will be in a Heisman conversation right now. What conversation is Austin on the end? I, I'll wait. There's no conversation for him. You don't have a great quarterback. You don't even have a great team. You don't have a great running back. You don't have nothing on that team that, that pertains to greatness. You know who's great? You know who's great? Georgia. You know who's also great? Michigan. You know who's great too? TCU. Down the street. You know who's great? Ohio State. You know who's great? Alabama. I just named you five colleges that are better than us. Way better than us. Those are great. We're decent. We are an embarrassment. How are you going to have, how are you going to have TCU on the come up? The first year they hired a coach, they're in the college football playoff. We have our coach for seven years and nothing. Nothing. And then you say greatness? What's your definition of greatness? My definition is giving all out. Y'all played, y'all played unexpired this game. Y'all didn't give a damn. Oh, it's just a championship game. Oh, we're going to just lay an egg. You gave up. You had to beat, beat rice to get there. Literally rice. You didn't eat rice. You had to beat rice to call it. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, that was a good one. <laughs> So <laughs> that was a good joke. That was that was good. <laughs> so <laughs> was that <laughs> how embarrassing is that? How embarrassing is that? Like <laughs> wait, unexpired that game. I'm embarrassed for that school guys. Uh, you know how you know what's funny? I was watching that game on a monitor. I I was wa- watching it, and all the plays that I that I that I saw, I wanted to punch the monitor, but I can't mu- punch a monitor, guys. I can't punch a monitor. If I was watching this game on TV, it'll be different. I can punch a TV, but I cannot punch a monitor. This this is this is this is ridiculous. Man. <laughs> we have no. <laughs> We have no confidence in that program. We have nothing. Period. You can build all that crap. 
but yet we get crap back. I I I have never seen any other college uh play or design a plan the way UNC has. It's all about throwing money away. Someone will find that money in the trash and pick it up and make use of it. Us, we don't make use of anything. You build a, a football indoor program. It's supposed to win games. It's supposed to win a championship. You better yet have great press conference instead of the awkward ones. Yeah, I, I heard the awkward ones. Those are awkward press conferences. We gotta change that shit. We gotta stop having awkward press conferences. Before or after the game. We can't have that. We can't have that. This is ridiculous. This is, you got, when you have a, a fan base that is gullible. We are a gullible fan base. I'm not gullible. I'm fr- far from gullible. I'm truthful. I'm real. People don't, people in life don't want to hear you real, the realness. Cause they want, they want, they want, they want fakeness. When, like when you ask someone, okay, hey, um, can, can you give me tickets? Free tickets to the game? They'll be like, if you, if you say no, they'll, they'll fit. So, that's, well, that's not being global. Let me give you another example. Another example will be, oh yeah, we lo- we we got our ass beat by twenty points. We're still, we're, but yet we're going to come three days later. We're still a great team, guys. We have to be real, and I want UNT students to know this. You guys have to show your real selves. Stop being fake. Show your real. If you are going to the game, and all this is still supporting, that's great. That's great. You're supporting. But nine times out of ten, y'all not are paying attention. You are not paying attention. Yeah, I'm calling you out because you don't pay attention. I went to that school and I sat in the student session and y'all were not paying attention to the game. Y'all were worried about other stuff out of the game. Y'all worried about other stuff during the week. You don't invest in the program like I do. I'm 35. I invest in that program. I went to that school. I went to that school from 08 to 2011. I invest in that program. I went to every football game. I invested my time and my money. And it was, it was, it was short, but I, you know, I invested my time. It doesn't matter where you sat at. I invest my time and my resources to watch this shit every year on themselves. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. We are gullible because we don't, y- y'all don't focus on the, you don't focus. We have to be real with ourselves. That this team is straight garbage. I have never seen this before. I don't even watch other colleges. I watch colleges for the bigger matchups. I watch UNT. This is absolutely a shit show. I have never seen it before. Even, um, what is it called? Even the jingle ball that I went to last week was better than UNT football. At least they didn't have to beat Rice. At least they didn't have to eat rice. At least they had to do something before the game, before the show to get themselves motivated. Like, my wish 
when you move to the next conference is to to utilize the facilities properly. Okay? There's nothing bad about building stuff, guys. But you have to make it worthwhile. Period. Period. You can't just say, well, you know, we're going to build a stadium and we're going to have um we're going to, we're going to have 30,000 people show up. The first game. 30,000 people showed up. That that's how much they they they, they hold the stadium. Let's say you go to a bigger college. Let's say you go to Michigan or let's go to let's say you go to Texas. Texas holds a hundred thousand. Now Texas is the worst team. Worst example that I ever made. They're the worst team in that Big Twelve conference. They are. They are. And I know Texas fans will agree with me with this. They are the worst team that well, Jamie, they won eight games. It doesn't matter. Like like you you guys are not back. When's the last time you won a championship? I'll wait. They showed this every year. Every off season, they showed the championship every year. Every year. The 06 championship game against USC. Every year they show that. With that being said, but yet, y'all can pack a stadium. Y'all can pack 80,000 people. Y'all can pack 100,000 people. UNT can only pack 15,000. Like when you go to the next conference, I want y'all to extend it to like 45,000. UTSA had 41,000 people show up to the game. That was 95% of them, 5% us. The people that traveled to the game from the Denton side. Y'all wasted your time. Y'all wasted your money. You should have stayed home and watched the game. That was all UTSA. They dominated that stadium. Y'all were nowhere in sight. I didn't hear y'all. I was watching that TV, even though the commentators were talking. I didn't hear y'all. I heard you more UTSA. And when I watched that game and I watched the other game that we played against uh, in October, it was heartbreaking for me because I cared. But y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't care about other people. You care about them. You care about y'all self. That's what they call selfishness. Y'all care about somebody giving you a script to read off of every press conference. Is this what we're doing right now? Say your real feelings and then move on from there. I can't deal with this team, man. But anyways, um, you must, you, you must have to take, you mu- we got to be real fans. We got to be real UNT fans. If we want this football team to succeed, we have to be real with ourselves. Okay. All right. Thank you. Now, uh, <laughs> now the coach got fired. Um, he got fired on Sunday, which that's premature to me. You know why? Because why would you fire the coach after you 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 wait two days after the game has played to fire a coach? Two days after the championship game to fire a coach. You could have fired him this season. You could have fired him last season. Last season was even worse. Because we started one and six, and then we won the last five. We went six and six. We lost the ball game against a team that we never heard of. But yet you kept him along because, oh yeah, we, we're building momentum off this coach. What has he done differently? He has done nothing. That's why he got fired. That's why you, you wait. 
You don't wait that long. That's too long. Other play teams are finding their coach midseason. And then that coach doesn't work out midseason. Then, then uh, at the end of the season, then they say, you know what? We're going to hire another one. We're going to hire another coach um, in the offseason. That's what they do. But what coach is going to take over this program? This man had seven seasons to improve. He did nothing for seven seasons. Forty a five hundred record, five hundred. Only seven postseason play. You went to two championships and you failed at them both. They were both blowouts. Like you can't make this crap up. The recruiting has been bad. You got uh two well known high schools in Denton, Geyer and Denton Ryan. Majority of their good athletes are going to Big Twelve schools. They're going to the SEC. They don't want to go drive down the street to go to UNT. That's what we're missing in this program. We're missing local kids that want to go to UNT. The pitch is not there. It will never be there. Like we just talked about Dion uh, before before the break. If Dion was coaching this team. I would want that as my head coach because I know the vision that he will bring. I know the charisma, uh, Chasman, I can't remember. I can't pronounce that word. The charisma that he will bring. Charisma, thank you. The charisma that he will bring. Uh, come on, man. Like You can't make this, you can't make this crap up. You can't. Who's going to coach this football team now? What other options do you have? You can't just pull a guy off the street to coach a football team. Heck, you can pull me off the co- off the street and coach a football team. I'll tell you how it is. I'll say, you know what? This quarterback ain't going to work out. I will bench on him. I will get another quarterback that will give us an opportunity to win, not just throw the game away. I'll give our running game. I will go to one running back, not multiples. That want to run the football. I will open the the passing game. I won't throw it to one receiver. I will throw it to five, six receivers on the team. I will hold players accountable for their actions on and off the field. That's what's not happening at UNT. And that's why you see the failure. What success have y'all made in football? In basketball... Uh, the, the ladies have not had much success. The men have. Because they care. They invested so much. They have little resources. They have little resources. That's how much they care about other sports in that program. Football, they have a bunch of resources. Seth did not u- utilize those resources, guys. He did not utilize anything. That's why he was lame at coaching. Period. Should have fired him last season. When you went to one and six, fire the coach. There's other coaches out there that are more worthy. I would like to see an African American coach. Give him the job. I would like to, and also, I would like to see another, uh, I would like to see a diverse, um, AD. It's time. The AD that was there, 
Warren Breaker, he, he took the job at uh, West Virginia. And we, we, we say good luck, but he's a problem too. He failed at this. What makes you think he failed at UNT? Is he going to fail at West Virginia? What makes you think that? The dollars make sense. If it makes sense, then you're going to take it. But you're not, you're not going to improve that program. You're going to make it worse. And I mean, and I mean that. I'm seriously going to mean that. I said, you know what? He's going to make the program worse. The football program. I'm not, I'm not sure about basketball or uh, softball or soccer or any of that matter. I think the football is going to be his worst, um, worst feat to take. I'm sorry, to take on. What has he done in this program to make us relevant again? That's why he ran out like a bee. Because, I mean, I mean, you got to take accountability. That's why I said you have to take accountability for the problems that are having in the football program. Now they're going to say, well, we're not going to listen to this guy. This guy's foolishness. They're talking about me. And I'm like, no. Because y'all are going to hire coaches that, um, that could have had an opportunity elsewhere. But it's not worth it. It's not worth it. This is not a, this is not an attractive job. The TCU one is attractive, but they have their coach. Texas is attractive. They have their coach. Alabama is attractive. They have their coach. This is not an attractive job. What job do you have? What, what job, what coach would like to come in and, and say, you know what? Come to Denton, Texas and say, you know what? I'm ready to bring celebrity in this city of Denton. What celebrity do you have? What high profile name? Seth is not a high profile name. The only reason why he's a high profile name, cause he spent seven seasons there of that nonsense. I want to see them succeed. I want to go to the games to the point where we're relevant again. We're not relevant anymore. We're garbage. You talk about, we talked about construction. We're at construction. We're trying to rebuild the football program. The football program is garbage right now. We have nothing to prove to anyone. You can get all the transfers in the world. They will say, let's go to UNT. Let's go to uh, TCU. TCU's down the street. I wouldn't blame them. I wouldn't blame them not going to TCU, uh, to go into TCU or, or Texas. If you want to win, you go to TCU. If you want to lose, go to UNT. Can we win a championship, please? Can you bring some crap, uh, that I'm worried of that. I'm messing it up again. Charisma to the program. Thank you to the program. Like, dude, I have never been excited about UNT football since, oh man, uh, since 08. And even then the Dodge family ruined it. Todd ruined it. Riley ruined it. I was there for the Dan McCartney era. He had some good mo. He won a ball game, but he ruined it the last three years. The Seth ruined it the last seven. I'm tired of the inconsistency, man. I'm tired. I'm a passionate fan. I want to purchase season ticket, a uh, season membership. Why am I going to purchase a season membership 
uh, when we win eight games or eight or nine games a year. I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. I am doing that. I am purchasing games. At, <laughs> I'm not purchasing season membership games at six or seven. I have never purchased season membership to any sporting event. You know why? Because I always, I always expect the worst. And my worst is true. My worst is true. This team is garbage. How many times do I gotta say that? I'll say it all day. Until I see some consistency. I see some buildup in the football program. Then I'll say, you know what? We're going somewhere here. But I'm not gonna say that. I'm not, I'm gonna say that five years down the road. Y'all will say, y'all will be gullible fans will say, if we win a championship after the first season, we're back! We're back! We're not back. That's what Texas said. Texas, if they win a bowl game, they say, we're back! We're back! We are not back! We are not back! Back means you win a, a, a national championship. That's what back means. Everybody will say, we're going to take you seriously. We're going to take you seriously. <laughs> That's when you win a championship. That's when you say you were back. Not a conference championship. A national championship to the point where you're bringing fans in. You're bringing people in to invest. <laughs> to invest in the program. <laughs> so, with that being said, we're not back, guys. We are starting from... The- from scratch. This is going to take years to improve. I'm not happy about it at all. I'm being honest with you. I'm disappointed. I'm furious that we wait seven years to fire this man. Everybody's getting three. Everybody's getting four. Seven years and nothing. And nothing. Look at the head coaches that we, uh, the, the athletic, um, listing. They listed Justin Fuente, a Virginia Tech coach. They lit, here, here's another one. Here's the one that, that I find, I find funny. Garrett Riley, the brother of Lincoln Riley. Okay, first of all, Lincoln Riley is not doing well at USC. You know that. You know that. They lost in the Pac-12 championship game. I mean, they're offense, they're offensive related. So what makes you think that this, the, the, his brother is going to do the same thing at UNT? He, he, he already hasn't made. Why do we need him? Why we, why do we need a coach like him? Why does he need to take a step back? That's like saying, I, I work in radio, but I want to go work at McDonald's. What's the difference there, guys? You took a step back in life. Well, it's not, it's not, it's not entirely bad, I would say, but you're trying to work to improve yourself and he has done it. His brother has done it. You, you have the most prolific offense in the league. You're in a college football playoff. Um, I, I don't think he will want to take this job because of where we're going. We got to hire the AD first and then, we, then he or she will make the decisions from there. And I say she because there, there's there's going to be a woman AD. I want 
I want I want I want diversity at UNT. I want that. Whether it's in the program, whether it's in football, oh, definitely football. I want that. I want these players to relate. I want diversity. Can we have that, please? Thank you. Now, but I want this is not. I don't want Garrett Riley to leave in a, a job that he could easily be a head coach out of Power Five or a better a better Power Five, not this one. Um, I don't even know these other cats on the on the list. I know Graham Hurl. He's the West Virginia offensive coordinator. Um, he did coach at UNT. Um, he was their offensive coordinator back in the day. I think it was like 2014, 15, one of those years. And so, uh, but he's a tech guy. He's a Texas tech guy. Um, I don't see him getting the job either. Um, it, it's just it, guys like that. I don't want, he's a former player too in the NFL and he, he was very, very great in college. I, I mean, I wouldn't mind them going after Graham Harold. He knows the program. He knows. He knows everything about it. He coached it. So I wouldn't, if they go that route, then I would, I, I, I wouldn't be mad at them. Now, if they go hire Garrett Riley, I will be disappointed because I think Garrett Riley would be great elsewhere. But th- those are my two candidates outside of the athletic that listed about nine of them, which I did, I, I didn't, I only agree was two of them, but at this point, there's going to be, a no-name coach, right? Like, for example, we didn't know Seth Luttrell. We didn't know uh, Dan McCartney. We knew uh, Todd Dodge because he's his son, Riley, was a quarterback. And Riley was horrible at quarterback. Todd was horrible as a coach. I suffered through those years. I suffered the two and tens. I suffered the three and nines. I suffered when the coach was selfish, entitled about himself. Go look at South like now. Is it any different there? No. Part of the reason why they didn't come to the show. But I'm not going to knock on them anyways. <laughs> but we got a ball game to go, guys. I'm not saying to win a ball game to go to. We got the Frisco Bowl on the 17th. Now, I'm debating on whether to go to that game or not. Should I go to that game? I don't know. It's in Frisco. Should I go to that game? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But um, but no. Uh, but we'll see. It's on TV, anyways. But we'll see about that. But it's the last game. Uh, Phil Bennett is the interim coach. He's uh, he's a long time defensive coordinator. Um, he's going to be taking the reins for one game, which it does, that doesn't make sense to me. If you're gonna make a coach the intern, why not why not fire him mid season? Why you gotta wait two days after the game, after the championship game? Why not just finish it? That's why I don't I don't agree with firing coaches before uh after a championship game or after the season that they're going to the bowl game. I think in what makes sense is you keep Seth till the bowl game and then you fire him afterwards. I bet he had fired him this season. That doesn't make sense to me. See that right there? You're already going through a consistent battle. This is why this is not an attractive job. The way you operate is not consistent enough. Period. Period. 
You gotta hire, you, you gotta take advantage of the transfer portal. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of team players in the transfer portal. I want, if Ani's leaving, I want a quarterback like Hudson Card on my team. He's a, he's a Texas, former Texas quarterback. He's transferring out of, um, Texas. Reason being, they're gonna get, uh, Arch Manning next season. And Quinn Ayers is inconsistent. Quinn Ayers took his job away. That's like taking your lunch. Hudson Card was a better quarterback than Quinn Ayers. Texas fans, you know that. He led you to, to three solid victories before Quinn cracked it up. This dude's not a quarterback. This dude is a money grabber. He's focused on grabbing the money to playing quarterback. That's why you go guys out there, Arch Manning. Because Arch Manning's a quarterback. Period. But that's a different discussion for a different day. But anyways, gotta utilize the transfer porter and definitely hire the AD before the head coach. It's gotta be accomplished. A well accomplished AD that can strive for this program that takes no nonsense. That doesn't have to read a script to get our attention. Dion, when I read that press conference, there was no script involved. It was from the heart. We got to have coaches from the heart. We got to have ADs from the heart. You got to care. They see fit, they see 30,000 people. About 10,000 people, including myself, care. All those 20,000 are students that don't care. They care about being on TikTok. They care about the music program. They care about what's going to happen, what's going to happen tonight. We're going to party tonight out of the game. We got our ass beat by 30 points. We're going to party in San Antonio. San Antonio is a great place. Don't get me wrong. I, 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 I didn't spend my time in San Antonio, but it's a great place to have a party at. That's what they're going to think of, guys. We got to have goals, man. That's what we talked about. Have to have a vision. Or else nothing works. It's like in a relationship. You got to have a vision to get married. That's what most men or most women are not doing. That's why you see all the inconsistencies right now. But I'm not going to dive into that conversation. Because it's a passionate conversation that I don't want to have. <laughs> but... With that being said, I hope y'all like my passion today. We're going to end it, but I do want y'all to um, like, comment, you know, subscribe because there's going to be more uh, things coming. So in the new year, best believe I'll always be here. I'd always be here. Trust me. But with that being said, guys, have a good day. I hope y'all. I hope you laughed. I hope I made y'all day. So have a great day. I'll see y'all next week on Fishbowl Radio.